everybody, I'm Jeff, and this is Casual Chats in a Parallel Universe. My dad and I have been having daily conversations about family, history, life lessons, movies, news, music, and more. Now we are sharing these chats with you. So welcome to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy. So, you got some thoughts? Me? Come on. I mean, what's going on here? feel like i'm doing all the work here for this podcast wow yeah i mean are we gonna well my i was my you're idea just bringing, my thought you're just was, bringing the stories my thought the, was aging oh aging yeah Ooh. that's what i've been doing a lot of thinking about aging well i mean we just you know we just came through christmas we okay. had a christmas episode yeah happy christmas to everybody merry christmas and all that to everybody out there and in, t- in, in podcast not TV land, land. No, podcast no, land. Yes, yeah, in the podcast land. Um, See, that's the aging coming in. Right there, it is. Being right an there. old guy, <laughs> it's TV land for me. Well, I think really what our listeners are probably, you know, sitting on the edge of their seat to find out is, did we get the Christmas tree? And oh what, yeah, whatever happened. You know, that we have to continue the saga of the Just Co- kind Kogler, of lead in. Kogler Christmas, you mm. know. Uh, you okay. Know, you know, you had you had softened on your stance. Yeah, I said I was willing Christmas to tree and have a Christmas tree. I really thought it was going to be about surprising your mother. Right. And uh, so, 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 so what did, happened? Well, I decided being, uh, having been married as long as I've been married... Which is uh, what 50, 56, 56 years. Whew. I mean, uh, I can understand how you'd lose count. Yeah, you well, know. yeah, I was doing the mental math, right? So fifty six years. I figured instead of just doing it, I thought maybe I would serve it up mm. to your mother before I actually did it. Because gotcha. sometimes these surprises can backfire oh boy. on you, and uh, right. you can create more trouble than you bargained for. And a Christmas tree backfire could be of epic it could proportions. Be. Yes. Because there's more than just your mother involved. I would have had to have involved uh, Trish. Right. Uh, and uh, so... Who and most people don't know, but Trish is sort Trish of is a our house manager. Yeah, house yeah. manager, yes. Yeah. So I would have had to have involved her. Right. And knowing how that can go, uh, I decided to talk to your mother. Mm. So uh, I told her about the podcast and, you know, the Christmas tree deal. And, right. And I said, I really would love to get you a Christmas tree. Uh, if, For the if holiday. You, yeah, if you would really like one. Yes. And she said, well, you know, I... I really, really appreciate the thought. Oh, two really? Uh, yeah, she said if this was maybe twenty or thirty years ago, right? Uh, I would have definitely gone for it. Okay. But she said, "Nah, I don't think so. Uh, it really, it's kind of gone past the point. Wow. It's not meaningful, right?" And uh, she just that didn't, window has closed. Yeah, she just didn't mm. um, rise to the bait, and so I said, "Well." Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to do it 
And then we talked about, I mean, was it a, what do you feel like it was one of those no means no, or it was like, a Oh no, no it was, it was mean, a no. Yeah. Like, no, she, no, she, it was a no. She wasn't, she wasn't going, Oh, you don't have to do that. Right. Which is really a, yeah, let's get it done. Let's, right. No, it was, it was, no, I, I don't really think that yeah. I want to, because it, then we were talking about, well, what kind of a tree were we thinking? Oh, so my, there were discussions. Oh, yeah, there, were, there, were, oh, so there okay. was some discussion. And, mm -hmm. and she said, well, yeah, we were talking about would we get a real one? And then that's nah, too, you know, it's messy and we don't really have any ornaments. So we'd end up having to get a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, and then we talked about the ones that you can just buy the whole thing. Right. Pre-done. Pop up. Yeah. Pop what up. about an inflatable, maybe? Oh, yeah. Where you just, you know, you just blow it up and boom. Or a Hanukkah bush. There, there you go. Could have done a Hanukkah bush. I mean, it would have been post-Hanukkah yeah. at that point. Though, but so. the answer, when, when it came right down to it, it was uh, a resounding no thank you. Okay. But appreciated the thought, which meant that uh, I had scored points. Hmm. So... Maybe next year, I mean, given, obviously, I know she said no, but of course, the timeline seemed tight. It seemed like there was some pressure to, uh, you know, you would have had to have really raced around. That's and, a thought. And you know, mom likes to really, you know, she, sleep, she sleeps in. Yes. She wants to have her coffee, you know. So maybe if you well, gave that, it some lead time. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was part of the other part of the whole thing mm -hmm. was when I was thinking about it and I discussed it with Trish and, you know, trying to get it done. Right. You know, it's a real she doesn't cooker. really leave the house. Right. You know, so she's normally propped up in her little perch on the sofa, you know, doing, reading the news or looking at stuff on the, on her phone and this, that, and the other. So, trying to figure out a way to time it, to get her out of the house, put it in, all this. It just wasn't going to work. So that's why I felt like I needed to, you know, raise the flag and ask the question. Right. So. So maybe next year, maybe we possibly, revisit. Possibly. You know, possibly. Give it some lead time. Possibly. Maybe get an extender so that she could put the ornaments on from the couch seat if she wanted to. So, you know, like. <laughs> Something that you could one of those like an extended that hand, change that light could, bulbs up sure, in the ceiling. Just yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a then she wouldn't even have to get up. Yeah, there you go. Just put it right so you there. Could trim the tree remotely. Hey, you know what? Whatever it takes. Like your ideas. Always trying to help your mother out. <sighs> just trying to bring joy to the family. There really, you go. In in any way I can. Yeah. <laughs> and humor as well. Yes. Because yes. I, I I do see the humorous side in it all. It was it was somewhat humorous, yeah. but yeah, serious at the same time. No, absolutely. I mean, I appreciate that you. I mean, talking about aging, that you have softened your stance. You know, not just on oh, yeah. this particular subject, but on other subjects. That hey, you know, maybe oh. maybe it's not worth the uh, yeah the hard line in the well. Sand. Like I told you, I I really thinking about it now. I really don't truly understand why I was so adamant uh, about not having it. But I think it was partially it was because my dad 
was kind of adamant when I was a kid. What was his, what was his reasons? Do you have any idea? Same, well, we're, just, we're Jewish. Right. We're not, you just, know, we're not Christians. But so. you said, but you said that you know other Jewish families had gotten yeah trees he, or he was, bushes or whatever. You know, my mom. I I don't know. I, he just was pretty adamant, and a lot of the, and when know, he made a decision, that was the final decision. Oh yeah, yeah. My mother that was. That was you know that was back in the days when when I, the word came down. From the big man. That's right. That was the end of the discussion. That's it. There was no real discussion. No, not. He, I, I think he rarely, you know, would would come down from on high, at least that we knew about. So when he did, no discussion. No. That was it. That was it. That Final. was it. Okay. Yeah. It was because uh, uh, not that, you know, he wouldn't. There was no physical uh, sure. involvement. Right. Although I did get uh, what they call in Yiddish a pachentuchus, oh. which is a uh, smack in the butt. Right. But no, yeah, that was I mean, when you were little, though, not. Yeah, you know, after up you until had... I was like 18. <laughs> he smacked your, he <laughs> no, smacked your no, ass no. when you were 18. No, no, no. I'm that just, would be odd. I am kidding. I am kidding. No, it was, you know, back in those days, corporal punishment. Yes, was the that was the, was the name of the day. You right. Know? I mean, it was. Um, well, you crew, would get you know like you a, would get immediate like results from. Well, the, you from get a smack in the butt. Yeah, it was pain. It would. It was a little tingly. Yeah. And wait till your father gets and home. And then that, that was, was always the line. That was. Uh, in addition to that, when you were in school. Oh yeah. That was back in the day when corporal punishment was. Significant. I mean, you got SWATs. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, that lasted until I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Of uh, and then they they finally squashed it. Yeah. Because I remember when I was in fifth grade, they were they were handing them out. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what did they do? You would go in and the what, what the, kind of a what kind of a paddle did they use? Uh, just like a wooden paddle. It was, um, you know, like a, but it was, was it, a, it was a was long it, wooden like paddle. Did it weigh like eight pounds? I mean, it was, was it? yeah, it wasn't like it was, you know, something that you would see in a karate dojo that you could punch through. No, this, this had some, some weight to it. Had some heft to yeah. it. Yeah. Probably, so, probably a nice oak, you know, or, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, in, in what, my day, they would, uh, they had a special <laughs> some sap paddle. on it. Oh, yeah. That the principal, well, it was never the principal. It was always the assistant principal. Right. Was the giver of the whack. Yeah, and, and yeah, they that's always true. The had, vice principal. Yeah, right, assistant, vice principal, yeah, assistant yeah, yeah, principal. Yeah, yeah. And Dean the paddle students. was a special paddle that, mm. that that guy, you, I mean, this was something that he, it was... A, a piece of art as far as he was concerned. Right. It and hung so, on, did it hang on the back wall kind of like oh a, yeah, like oh a, yeah. I mean, it was a trophy was, of sorts. And, uh, most of them had signatures. You know, there was a lot of uh, uh, signatures on the paddle uh, where people that had been paddled had oh, you signed. Sign? Oh. oh, yeah. Do oh, they yeah. come now? Do you come back for the like after you leave school, you come back and this is like a remembrance thing that I'm signing it or. 
after you received well, I don't the know, paddling. I, I was never invited to sign the paddle. Oh. I wasn't in the elite class ah, of paddlees okay. that, that received so you had the to paddling. Hit, you had to hit a certain level, like once you were platinum level yeah, of yeah. being paddled. Well, I didn't get paddled you know, that much, but I mean, I was, you know, I would say I was in the, say, uh, bottom half, mm. say the lower 50% okay. of the number of people that, or the people that got paddling. But, you know, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I got enough where, and it, it, man, it hurt like hell. Oh, yeah. Because the paddle was not, I mean, it wasn't this big piece of timber, you know, where they, where they're, this thing weighed a lot. I mean, you get, you want something light that mm. you get some velocity on that thing. And man, it stings like hell. So was it more like a, a yardstick? No, no, no. I mean, it was a true paddle. It was, I mean, when I say a paddle, I'm talking, not talking about a ping pong paddle. Yeah. I'm talking about something that was about, say, right. two feet. Yes. About two feet long that might have weighed maybe a half a pound, oh, maybe. Okay. And so this thing could really... I mean, and especially if you knew how to wield this right. thing. And they would catch you right, not on your butt. Right underneath Right it. beneath, yeah. like we're where right the at the bottom are. of your butt, yeah. into your back of your thigh. Yeah. And man, it would, uh, even if they Thank really caught you right. You were, you were young enough that the scrotum was tight. So, <laughs> you know, there was no, no worry yeah. that, yeah. you know. You know, clip well, I any mean, low hanging fruit. Well, I I do remember one time when I was in when when there was a group of us oh. that are that were getting paddled a group paddling group paddling mm, that the the when the not me but one of the guys I was with the I, something happened and for some reason when he took his arm back and brought it forward it caught on the back of a chair mm. and it bounced. And bounced up, and he hit the kid, my friend, in the back. Ow. Yeah. And uh, he, it really, I could tell it scared the assistant principal. Right. Because he was really worried that he had really hurt the kid, you yeah. know. But luckily, it, you know, it hit flat and, you know, just, and he, and he was able to right. hold up. And so it just, but, he just walked with a limp. But it was, an, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but then you realize this is, it seemed Ar like, oh, this archaic. is no big deal. Yeah. But it, it could, I mean, there could be an accident. You could really hurt somebody sure. pretty badly. God forbid he but, hit him in the head. Yeah. I mean, that could that could be something that could happen as well. Or the kid, you know, whips around right. or, or, you know, you have no control over what the other person is doing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that went on. I got paddled, I mean, all the way through high school, I don't think I ever, I don't think I got paddled in my, my you know, junior or senior years. But by then you figured out, you know, what, and then it was always, the question was, was what was the infraction? Right. And what was going to Did the punishment cause the, the punishment to raise up? And of course, you always had, usually you had the option of, taking a seventh period, which was a study hall right. or, or detention at the end of the day. But nobody wanted that, you know, because first of all, you didn't want your parents to find out. You're like, let's just get this over. Yeah, let's just get this over. So I never took detention. I always took the SWATs. But, I mean, a lot of kids didn't want to. And so they just took the detention. Right. 
And I think, I don't know whether in some cases they didn't give them the option of detention. They said, yeah, you're getting swats. And then the, then the question was, were you going to cry? And sometimes you can't hold it control back. it. Oh, yeah. If, if you really, if they catch you right, it's painful enough. You're going to get tears coming out. You might not be crying, but the tears are flowing because right. it's, it's stinging. And so then, now in the in the group SWAT though was that so did he line you up or it mm-hmm. was you were lined up outside and one after the other oh no 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 so you could hear the person scream inside knowing well just, I you're mean, just pissing I don't your think pants anybody screamed no there was no scream no I don't think you well I mean your I can only I can only testify to my own experience right. but uh, no the group SWATs everybody was in the room at the same time. Oh, because then then if you cried, you know, your buddies would see you. And so you had to really man up because you didn't want your buddies to see you in extremis. Mm. So, no. And, And then I guess it was up to the assistant principal. You know, he could have you stand outside. Right. Listen to the SWAT and just realize, man, this is this is this is coming for you. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. So it was important. And then you see your buddy come out, you know, the walk of shame yeah. as they leave, you know, and they well, I think cut you a, that look that man you I think are there's also the uh, the scare the shit out of you. Right. You know, the idea was to scare the shit out of you. It, it I mean there was the pain of the SWAT. Yeah. But then there's the anticipation of the pain. Oh yeah. And then there's the aftermath of the pain. So this is really burned into your psyche. Right. You know, so you don't want to come back. So you really have to be kind of stupid or you just enjoy uh, being the top guy on the totem pole for getting swats every day. Yeah. I mean, I think you just, you know, as as a kid, you're always pushing the envelope. So you sure. never, never quite know where that line that fine line is, but I mean, I guess you do, you know, when you're about yeah. to commit. And something. then you get those kids that have been swatted so many times. Right. They've built where, up. In a, well, that, no, I mean, then, then they just realize that it's time for you to get expelled. Right. Or suspended. so either suspe- yeah. initially suspended, but they would, they would expel kids too. I mean, if you sure. had somebody that was really bad. Yeah. But the swats were just meant to, you know, kind of impress on you. The importance right. of the regulation. Oh, it's a deterrent. Well, back you in those days, it was do it again. I think it was more. You know, there, there was an issue of respect with respect to the, your teachers. Right. So when I went to school, your teachers, when I we were taught that the teacher was a very, very, very important person, and that this person. Was you know it was in this special position deserves your respect. Yeah, they deserve respect. Sure. So when when you refused to give that person respect, and that person that teacher wrote you up, and and the infraction, you know, wasn't just something silly, you know, it was like throwing something in class that was thrown at the teacher, right, or you know, just talking You're back. You're being a clown. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or cursing or, I mean, you know, cursing was a big, nobody, nobody cursed in class ever that I can remember. But if somebody would have, that would have definitely been. So the respect issue 
if they wrote you up for something like that, you were going to get swats. And if somebody just continued that disrespect, they were just out. So I think, you know, the, the way things have evolved, at least my understanding is, is that there's a complete lack of respect in the classroom today, right? at least in, in some situations. I know I've talked to when I was well, in my 20s and maybe into my 30s, you know, some of my friends that had come back from being in the service ended up, you know, becoming teachers. Mm-hmm. And we had discussions about, you know, it was just horrible. They would be in the classroom, and I mean, the kids were so unruly. You know, you couldn't control them, and they couldn't, uh, uh, they just couldn't control the class. And so here they're writing referrals all the time to the assistant principal. And then unfortunately, the I think the administration wasn't backing the teachers up, and they, they you know, ultimately was a, a real breakdown, at least these few occasions when I had an opportunity to talk to teachers. And then there were, you know, as time went on, the more that we, you know, in in social situations, we'd have the opportunity to talk to teachers, you know, at parties, that type of thing. It just sounded to me like it was getting worse. And I think a lot of the teachers we talked to were saying, you know, look, I'm not coming back next year. Right. I'm just not, I can't uh, put myself up for this kind of abuse. So, and but that's course, not, I don't think that's because this of the the fact that the SWATs went away. I don't oh, think no, that's no, why, no. why this, this would, breakdown no. happened. This no. breakdown was it a no, much was, bigger. I mean, a lot of people would like to, you know, they say, well, in my day we got SWATs, and that's why kids aren't right anymore, because they don't get, you know, there's no more corporal punishment. And or, and I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, it's just, you know, no, negative I, reinforcement I does not beget, you know, positive no, no reactions like you're not just because you swat somebody does it you know you're just getting someone that's now afraid and they'll right. they're still going to figure out ways to subvert well, it's just a it's a punishment i mean swats are a punishment sure detentions a punishment uh you know suspensions a punishment and if the punishment isn't working then obviously there's a you know the, the first question you ask is is are these kids being taught at home respect right. for authority? Yes. Uh, you know, are the parents themselves respected by the children? Yeah. Uh, do the do the parents demand respect from their kids? And um, and and because if you don't, well, have not respect, even demand respect as parents, but also that you're going to respect other people that you know, come in the house and not, at, you know, cause, uh, Stacy was telling me about something that happened to her recently. And, you know, one of the kids was extremely disrespectful and, um, it's actually happened to her on a couple of occasions, uh, where, and, and in front of adults and, and the adults didn't, do anything right. to to right. to stop it, you know, and and I I absolutely disagree with that. You know, we feel like our children give you know the utmost respect right. to people until they 
don't deserve your respect. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Or we give them the green light to disrespect them. <laughs> <laughs> to disrespect a certain person. Yes. Because you don't respect that well, person. Well, because we feel like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we've been disrespected. Or, oh, by that know, person. By that person. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's, uh, you know, the, the whole issue of, of, of respect, you know, the initial respect is, is respect for the parents because that is, that is, you know, the, the family unit. If there's, you know, the parents are the ones in control. You know, it's the old saying of, you know, the, if the inmates take over the prison, right, then there's chaos. So there, there has to, the family, the parents have to be the ones that are in control because the kids are not old enough. They don't have the experience level sufficient to, uh, you know, to run the family. That's not the way things are set up or that's not the way things can work. So if the parents don't take that opportunity to teach their kids respect and not just by beating them, but by engendering respect because they treat their kids with respect and then so that there's respect both ways right. and that the kids are are responsible citizens, so to speak. So it has to come from the family because if the kid comes to class and they don't have any respect for their parents, well, how are they going to have any respect for anybody else? And you sure as hell can't, you can't, then the then the the parents are, I guess, expecting that the school is going to discipline their kids and and get them under control, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, it's it's a breakdown. It's my belief, at least, that it's a breakdown in the family. That there's some kind of a breakdown at the family level. Sure. When these kids come to school and disrespect, not only the not only are they disrespecting the teacher, they're disrespecting their fellow students because they're not allowing them to learn, even though they don't want to learn. They, they don't want the, anybody else to learn. That's the institution as a whole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it, it, the, it's kids are, I think, by their nature, they're totally self-centered. You know, they're thinking mostly about themselves all the time. So I you know, totally understand that. But you know they need to be aware of other people and what what effect their conduct has on other people so it's important that that be taught but i, I just all, all you can do i mean all i can do is look at what you see on tv and you know what's going on and what what's happening in the world at least as far as what the the journalists put out there and it appears that there's seems to be a lack of respect um, in the schools. Well, okay, so here, this is this is an interesting kind of segue. Okay. So while I totally agree with what you're saying as far as respect being taught in the home, you look at the way the teaching profession has been respected from the top down mm. and that it's not it's education is always the first to be cut. Right. That teachers are not paid well. Right. That they don't, you know, receive the benefits that they should probably, um, you know, that. And so 
what about that lack of respect and how is how should that be viewed so that that now that not only are even if you're still receiving the the proper teachings at home where the parents are teaching their children to be respectful but then you go to school and there's just a lack of respect from the principal to the vice principal to the teachers, you know, or to the deans, to the teachers and so on and so forth. Right. Because, I mean, you know, I even when I went to school and now I feel like it's even worse in the public school system. I mean, these teachers are just, you know, especially now with the rise of school shootings and things of that nature. And everybody's like arm the teachers where that makes zero sense to me. You know, these these the the teachers have so they are trying so hard to do so much with so little. Yeah. And I, I think you made, you make an excellent point because uh, I think in other societies, you know, like in Western European societies, teachers are considered professionals and, and they're accorded the privileges that are accorded to professionals. These are, they're, they're treated like, you know, they, these are people that have, you know, at least have bachelor's degrees and in most cases have master's degrees and they have dedicated their lives to teaching your children. Right. So that's a that's an that's an incredibly important part of your child's life, you know, is is they're being taught by these people. And so your point is incredibly well taken. Uh, thinking of thinking back um, to when. I was in school. I think there was, there was, because a lot of the teachers that I had when I was in like grammar school and high school were men and women that had been in World War II. They came out, they made a decision that they wanted to be teachers, that it was important that they 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 wanted to pass on, you know, this knowledge that they had gained, and and they they looked at it like it was a profession. So I think there was more there was more respect. I think back in those days, but also it was it was more of an agenda from the government that they that they funded education at, at that point in time. Yeah, it was, I think it they was, did to some. It, it wasn't as it wasn't where to to it didn't degrade to the point to which it has now. To yeah. where it's become, you know, it was it was more of almost an arms race in education because, you know, we needed people in, in our society to be on the level, if not better than, you know, our, yeah. our quote, enemies at the time. Yeah. Whereas now, uh, you know, it's it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem like yeah. we, we need that that you know, the United States as a whole is interested in educating, you well, know, they, you, you need to, if, if, the people that are being educated are the people that can afford to be educated. It seems like at this point in time. Well, I think they give lip service. They, they say that education, we're talking about the public schools, where sure. they say that their uh, education is so important. The politicians will say that, but I still think that the teachers don't, to your point, the teachers are not paid well. Being a teacher is not a well-paid um, profession. Um, and I don't think education, although 
there's a lot of money spent on it. If you look at the budget from, and, and my only reference is the state of Florida, because that's where we live most of our lives. Right. Um, I know the budget from a dollar standpoint was a huge budget number. And particularly Jacksonville. I yeah. mean, Jackson, you know, here we go again. Yeah, some of our listeners. Yeah, uh, yeah. but but they they know but they were there with me in the in in yeah. the education, and it was horrible. Like the at least when I was growing up, the public school system in Jacksonville was was terrible. Yeah, and I'm not so sure. I mean, I think Jacksonville was a microcosm. It's 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 still much like most of the rest of the United States. It's you know the, to the degree that uh, it's always been a battle. It's it. There's always been, I don't want to call it antagonism, but it's an always a an us versus them situation when the not the politicians but the school board well, that is the politicians when the school board would be negotiating with the teachers. It was it's it's always this this amazing fight, you know, that they didn't want to pay these people. They just, I mean, they had a budget, but it was, it's not important. It wasn't important enough, you know, that they were willing to go back to the government, to their, like to the county or the, the state and say, look, our teachers need more money. You know, we have to give them more money. It's, it was always this battle that, nope, this is all we're going to pay. And if you don't want it, you can just leave. Right. So what ended up happening is, is you end up, with a lot of the people that were really good teachers leaving and not wanting to teach because they couldn't make a living. And I think even today. Or they go or they move to, you know, a, a oh, private, well, private school. school maybe which that is, can't that, afford. But but from my understanding, private schools don't necessarily no, I don't pay think any they better. Do. I don't no, think they I mean, some, I, I'm sure some do. Yeah. Some pay more. But uh, it's, it's not just the pay. It's also uh, the... You know, the physical plant of the school, right. what type of uh, facilities are they providing? And uh, not just not just the the hard facility, the building and that type of thing, but also what's the funding for the class itself? If right. it's like a lab, laboratory, uh, chemistry, experiments, that type of thing, well, how much money is being invested in, in the equipment and stuff that makes it... Um, a meaningful experience for the kid where, where they can learn. Uh, so it's it's a real problem. And I don't think it's one that's uh, being still not being addressed. No. It's, it's just still not being addressed. And so people that have the money, that have the wherewithal to be able to send their kids to private school are doing it. And I don't think, I think most people that can afford to send their kids to private school, elect to do that. Well, I mean, it's smaller class sizes. Yeah. You get more one-on-one -on -one with your teachers. Usually the teachers are more available to the students. Yeah. Um, you know, on, you know, oversized classes where they're, you know, kids are pouring out into the hallways because right. they can't fit them in the classrooms. I mean, but another thing I was thinking of is, is curriculum. You know, I mean, the, the, the school system, I don't think has corrected the curriculum to keep up with the times you there there's i mean we've talked about this before where there's no 
teaching of any type of finance, you know, even just on the most basic level right. to, you know, so that when someone graduates from high school, they know how to open a bank account. Right. They know how to balance a, a, a checkbook or a balance sheet of some sort. Um, you know, that, that, and, and to this day, what's interesting to me is, you know, you hear all this stuff about them wanting to ban TikTok or social media of some sort mm. or AI. Now, should, should these things be taught how to appropriately navigate, yeah. you know, how you can spot a scam how you can keep yourself from being, I mean, now there's such a thing, you know, that I've, I've read about and heard about where kids are being sucked into these um, uh, scams on their phone. You know, I've talked about it with, with Sarah and Max where, you, especially Max, cause he's often, you know, texting and, and dealing with people over the internet that he doesn't know or see and, you know, the, the all, next thing you know, you're sending out un, or compromising pictures to th these people. And then as soon as you send something, they're like, okay, now you, you need to pay me $1,000. Right. And the kids are like, oh, my God. And they're so frightened to go tell their parents because, you know, th these people are like, we're going to release this to everybody you know. And right. And the kids kill themselves. They don't oh, have my any, God. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's resulted in, in going that far where the kids are so scared right you know who knows what the picture was of but something that they didn't want anybody else to know about and and, well, and they feel like there's no way out to go to go back but before but, but we, going back to the curriculum yeah, part of it the, 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 that it's that interesting to in talking about that and this is something you i think you and i have talked about before is is the the back in my day there was something called Home ec, right? Home home economics, which was mainly a class for women, and it taught effectively, you know, basic things like checking, like checkbooks, and some really, and including cooking meals and planning meals, and so they were training women to be wives and mothers, not training them for anything else. Right. But this particular course was was meant to train women because women were, at that point, they were the ones that were supposedly running the household. But now it's, it's that's, that of course was dropped many, many years ago. So the only way for a child to get any information at all about, quote, life, you know, other than education is from their parents. And the parents in many cases, weren't taught anything at all. So they don't have, you're, they're, they're, they're so busy with their lives, they're not sitting down with their kids explaining money and budgets and, and uh, how, to, how to deal with credit cards. And they don't, the parents don't do anything because half the time the parents don't know anything because they're so far in credit card debt, you know, they can't even, they're living from paycheck to paycheck. They're not teaching their kids Hey, you know, you need to be careful about this, that, and the other. So since the parents are not doing it, the schools aren't doing it, basically children are getting raised and they don't know anything. Well, that's why you got what, so how many how many households, you know, do we hear that that, that they're in debt now? Kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean basically coming out of college, not understanding your college loans. 
You right. know, these, the, all that type of stuff. I mean, none of that is explained. But also part of that is, you know, you go back to the government and, you know, all that type of stuff. These loans right. and credit cards are all tied to these corporations and they're probably lobbying to not have that curriculum raised or to not teach I, the public about yeah, that kind of stuff because then they're out of business. If you aren't if you aren't in some sort of debt to somebody, then how how you know are they making money? Well, I think banks and you know, so on and so forth. When you forth. talk about uh, student debt, you know, I I remember I had never even heard of student debt until um, I think I was in law school and somebody I was just talking with somebody and they said, well. You know, you, there's you can borrow money from, from the state for, you know, I mean, the interest rate at that point was very, very tiny. So, hey, you know, I'm borrowing money. And I said, well, what are you what are you going to do with the money? He said, I'm going to go and buy a television. <laughs> I said, really? You're going to borrow money? You know, this was I because I did understand it was supposedly for tuition or or at least like, you know, helping you pay room and board or something like that. But I didn't think it was for buying a television. So I said, why are you borrowing? You know, you don't need a television. What are you borrowing money for? He said, well, it's, you know, it's available. I can just buy it, you know, and I mean, I can borrow the money. Uh, yeah, but you got to pay it back. I mean, I, I, as I've told you, my dad spent some time with me explaining to me how debt worked and, you know, I, I had a, at least a, a decent understanding about what debt was and how it worked. But these, a lot of people just thought, oh, this is like free money. You know, I don't have to worry. And, and of course, you didn't have to worry about paying it back until you graduated. Right. So here, you know, that could be four or five years. So you've got, man, I don't have to worry about payments. I can just enjoy this television right now. So they're going out and spending, you know, five the thousand dollars on a TV, and uh, just not having any clue of, you know, wh what this money was for. Or should they be using it to buy a TV? Just uh, because they could. They were eighteen years old, and as you know, if you're eighteen, you're an adult from a, from the standpoint of the law. So you can enter into any contract out there and whatever you sign up for, you're stuck with, you're responsible for it. So, and 18 is, in a way, it's a, it's pretty young. You're still a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting that you can bind yourself to a contract that might require you to pay huge amounts of money over your entire lifetime, but yet... You have to wait till you're 21 to drink alcohol. Right. It's kind of a strange dichotomy that that's the way things are set up. But that's it. 18 is 18's a very important age. So it's in any event, it's it's a it's a difficult situation to uh, to deal with. You know that this all these all these these important parts of life are just not being taught right now. You know, the families aren't teaching them. Schools aren't teaching them. The schools are more, uh, uh, from what I, at least what I hear on TV, you know, the big push is STEM classes. Right. You know, science, science technology, technology, 
engineering, engineering math. and math. Yep. So that's the big push, but life is not being taught. So there's something, something needs to happen. There's some real, real issues here that aren't being dealt with at the, um, at the politics stage. These are things that need to be dealt with either by the state legislature or by the school board. Something needs to happen. These people are, and the people that are in control are so focused on things that have nothing to do with these very important issues. You know, they're trying to, uh, there seems to be a lot of focus on uh, worrying about banning books. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's important. We can't allow certain books to be looked at by, but but the important things of teaching kids about how to live their lives, how to make sure they're not going to be scammed, you know, these types of things nobody cares about. It, it, it appears. Right. It appears to me. So something needs to uh, happen there. No, I mean, I, I remember going over it with both <clears throat> Sarah and Max, I mean, I think Sarah more recently, you know, we're going through some of her math work. I mean, now now she's since graduated and going to college, but we would go through her math work and we're talking about percentages and how how you apply them. And and I was like, look, look, think about real world situations. You're going to, you know, you go out and eat something and you got to figure out how much you're going to tip them or you got to figure out how much tax is going to be applied to to whatever you're purchasing I'm like, so just put it, you go, you know, when you spend X amount of money and you want to tip X amount, I was like, so, you know, how do you try try to apply it? And I think it's as simple as it could be as simple as that, you know, when you're, when you're working uh, within, you know, mathematics, just for an example that, you know, it can be as simple as applying some more real world situations to what you, your teachings are right um and again that you know i'm sure there are teachers out there that do that on their own but it, it's something that they have to decide to do outside of, right. of the set parameters whereas like we just discussed most of these teachers are just you know they're, they're why they're, there's no incentive to do more well computer i think computers are part of the problem i remember when, again, when I was a kid, I think one of the first jobs I had, which was, I think I was working as a uh, drug clerk when I was 16. I worked in a pharmacy and uh, I was required to you know, run a cash register. And so the first thing that they teach you in running a cash register is how to make change. Right. So how do they teach you how to make change? Well, you know. Here you have, you know, say you're ringing up something that's $1.50 and somebody gives you $2. Okay, so how do you make change? Well, this, the way you make change is you take, you know, the $2 and you know you have a dollar, there's a $1.50 charge. So you just count up. You take one quarter out of the drawer. That's that's you count up. So you've gone from a buck fifty to a buck seventy-five, <laughs> right. and then you take another quarter out, and now you're at two dollars. There's your change. So that that just that simple thought process of how to count change required you to do basic math. Sure. No, when you go to a store now, 
If the there computer's is no, down, yeah, well, you're, gonna, it, you're, it, you're dead done. meat. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> there's, there's no way. Because I look at these, I look at the kids in the fast food franchises, and and I see them. You know, they're they're hitting the computer, and the computer's supposed to throw up. You know what the, the change is, change, yeah. and all of a sudden, for some reason, it's an error, and they're just done. <laughs> there, there's nothing they can do, and I'm going. Let me help you with this. Right. You know, how to count up the, but it's. Or God forbid you give them, you know, the, uh, the over amount. So you get a whole amount back rather than pennies or right. whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then that, and that throws that. That's just a huge bill, monkey race. So it's a, it's, you, you got a bill of a dollar 75. Right. And you hand them two fifty or, or uh, yeah, you hand them two and enough change, or say you want to get a nickel, or say it's two seventy six yeah, or two seventy seven. You're getting in the weeds. Yeah, on I, this. Know. You're, you're I know. Too, but we just lost it's, about it's, thirty listeners. It's complicated. It's it's, <laughs> it's complicated. not. But yeah, but when, if, if when you, you're there you're with to somebody, even it up. when you're there with the deer and headlights, it's, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you don't I, want pennies back. It's it's not just that. I mean, I mean, I remember when I was doing cashier work and I was, you know, young, I, I think I was 14 at my first job at Woody's barbecue. It was amazing in Jacksonville, Florida. And somebody comes in and they, and they do give you that. And, and you're used to, at least at my age, you're used to punching it in and it'll show you the change. Right. And, and then all of a sudden something happens and there's a monkey wrench. It's not just about not knowing the math or not putting that together. You're for, like, you have somebody like looking at you, waiting on you i mean all of a sudden it's like all these cascading feelings coming in you're for your, your feelings start, of inadequacy you just start sweating yeah you're embarrassed <laughs> i mean it's you know it's a whole thing it's wow it's a, you know it's one of those things where you're just sure i mean the psychology of I making felt like, change i always felt like i was a great math student you yeah. know I, I was you were i was always i knew my multiplication tables backwards and forwards which is still a thing today with my kids they you know they didn't they, Do they, they even teach them they, they do but oh. it was it, it just wasn't as an emphasis like i remember for me it was always a big thing memorized uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and i could spin i i mean max and i would sit down and we would take speed test or sarah and i would sit down and we would take speed tests on who could figure you know we do the random multiplication tables right man, what was eight I, man, times I, eight I, I, could, I could pour them out and i'd be done sarah would be crying the other side of the table well so i mean some people can do stuff in their heads right. and other people can't yeah. i mean it's just just that's but that being said when you're under pressure when you're under the gun behind the register something somebody gives you you know five dollars and ten cents and you're you're you know on a four dollar and ten cent order and you're like holy shit how does this oh my god i don't know how to make that equate because you just right. aren't you aren't in that mindset right, right. and the cash register's ringing up something weird and you don't know that you're just supposed to give a dollar back that's right on that it's then you have to simple. call the manager over then you get fired then you get fired <laughs> then you're out on the street <laughs> Next thing you know, you're you're uh, homeless and, and say things can cascade. No, but I I mean I do I mean going back to I, I do wish that there was some sort of curriculum adjustment that there that in yeah. schools I think I and I'm not saying I don't think home ec needs to come back I mean I think shop 
could come back. I think oh, people yeah. being able to, you know, fix things on their own, I think, but, but it's, again, I feel like it's this dependency now that you, you know, especially these corporations with these, you know, your, your refrigerator goes on the fritz. Now you don't know how to fix it because you know, you didn't, you don't know anything about right. anything. And so now you got to pay some corporation to come and invariably it's a hundred bucks just to get them to come yeah. out and look at the refrigerator yeah, and I so on and so forth. And just the simplest things doing, just doing basic stuff that would, that would equip somebody to live their life, you know, and then that's just not being done. And, and, and it's also going back to, you know, what my dad was, as you know, I mean, your grandfather, both grand, both of your grandfathers yeah. were incredibly handy. You know, my dad was a chemical engineer, so he really could do lots of stuff. And uh, Norman, your other grandfather, was unbelievably handy. I mean, he was just, he could fix anything. Right. And uh, so you were lucky because you got a chance to, you know, work with both of them. Or not work with. I mean, them, but, I did, but, but then when I got married, I I told Stacy that I, I mean, she asked me to hang a shelf, and I was like, I don't know how to how to do that. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't even you know just a basic hanging and leveling a shelf. I what's remember wrong with you? Putting it up and it like <laughs> was falling off the wall and. What is wrong she is with like, you? Who, who is this? Well, I, mean, I was married for, a loser. Well, we, but now I mean now I I try to fix everything I can. Well, I think that's is, really good. Is, you know, best I, I yeah. can. Where we stand is is there really does need to be a true emphasis on this part of life, so to speak. Right. And that something needs to happen at the political level to make that happen. There what? needs to be a sea change, uh, at least from our do my you have any suggestions where we could go from here. What if if you got to find if, politicians? If you that, were if you were to tell. Like my generation, or maybe even the generation below me, because we're really the ones that are going to be pushing forward the next, specifically the generation below me, like Gen Z, millennials, they're going to be the ones really determining the next election for the most part. Right. I mean, how would you, what would you say to them as something that they could, they could do? Because this is, I think... Everybody would feel that this is an important. Well, I think if your parent, if if your parents are not, uh, if for whatever reason your parents simply aren't capable, because they're not able to even maintain themselves, or you you have the feeling that you you have an, you have this need to understand how I'm going to be able to live my life financially. It's. I think it's up to each person to to find that that expertise somewhere. And I think that that's on the one side. That's on the on the kids' side. That hopefully, at an at some, at the age of you know like fifteen, sixteen, you're going to say, "Gee, I le- I need to be at least be able to have these basics." So that's from the kids' side, and then from the parents' side, the parents need to be demanding. They need to take an inventory themselves and say, look, I really can't, I can't give a good example to my kid. So 
the politicians need to do something about this. The curriculum in the schools need to be changed so that there's at least a basic home or life uh, curriculum. Part of the curriculum is teaching basic abilities to deal with finances, because otherwise you're just going to be, people are going to be able to scam you, you're going to get ruined, and you're not going to be able to run your life well. So I think it's it's a two-pronged approach. Parents need to step up, and, and I think the politicians need to step up. That's my take, anyway. <laughs>